Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamott. Joining me today on the second of our, we don't know how many yet, episodes on Agile and DevOps are friends of the pod. See, Jesse, this is your second episode, so now we get to say you're a friend of the pod. I always enjoy <laughs> that part. So we have Jesse Marchan, who's Senior Director of DevOps Enablement at SAP Concur, and Teresa Kramer, who's Director of Agile Operations at SAP Concur. Hello. Hello. So in this iteration, we're going to talk about where DevOps and Agile come from, because we talked about it a little bit as a setup at the end of the first episode, where it was, how do they play together? How do they work well together? If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. We'll still be here. So let's talk about, Jesse, the history of DevOps. Where do you want to start with that? So the, the history of it a little bit comes from uh, what is attributed to uh, uh, either a conference in, in uh, Ghent or the Velocity Conference, uh, but it's you know, a combination of the term development and operations. Uh, and um, that, that actually uh, started a movement and you know, one of the, the giants in the, in the DevOps world is, is Gene Kim who basically uh, came up with the philosophy of DevOps as being three ways. So it's, again, it's not, it's not a role, it's not tools, it's, it's a way uh, of thinking and looking at something. And, and those three, three ways, uh, simply put, are, are systems thinking, amplifying the feedback loops, and a culture of, of continual experimentation and, and learning. And so if you sort of think about each of those aspects, um, they have their f uh, foundations in, in a lot of, you know, modern management practices, um, you know, systems thinking uh, comes a lot from, from, you know, Deming, Peter Senge, things, things of that nature. Um, amplifying feedback loops, uh, which, you know, I think there's also a tie, tie to Agile, which I'm sure we'll, we'll weigh in on, uh, also comes from, you know, uh, for, of course, Lean, Lean's a big one in, in both systems thinking and amplifying feedback loops, uh, as well as uh, culture of continual experimentation and learning um, really also relates to safety culture. Again, Deming, um, Lean. So those are some of the underpinnings and some of the, you know, modern management giants that uh, also emphasize these. I can, I can probably also strongly say that they're, you know, anti-Tayloristic in nature. Uh, so, so uh, you know, I think moving out of that typical command and control versus the, you know, empower the teams to understand, learn, bring the problems to the top um, versus the, you know, process ivory tower managers and then the people who are just uh, doing the work with their hands. So. Teresa, how does that all tie in with where Agile comes from? Well, Agile comes from 2001 in Snowbird, Utah, where a bunch of uh, very smart people who were influenced by a lot of the same um, thinking um, came together to, uh, to find better ways to build software. What they couldn't agree on was exactly how to go about doing that, but what they could agree on were the values and the principles. Um, but a lot of <clears throat> their, their thinking around 
those values and principles and the things they could agree to were influenced by Lean and Deming and and others, as you know. Right. So let's let's have a brief moment to talk about Taylorism because for those people who don't know what that means, why is it bad? I'm not going to say it's bad <laughs> uh, because it's been effective. Uh, it's been effective in, in, in many, many places and, and throughout various stages of our history. The, the, the problem is in today's world, there's faster and faster moving industries, uh, software, which is, you know, obviously a, a knowledge based type of uh, practice is disrupting and eating every, you know, industry, right? And so uh, the type of structure where you have, you know, someone that has all the knowledge and then a bunch of uh, resource workers uh, does not deal with uh, complex systems, uh, accelerating disruption and, um, you know, frankly, just empowering the people to come up with the best solutions at the fastest pace, uh, it, 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 it creates more roadblocks to doing that at the end of the day. So, you know, ultimately teams that can move faster with higher quality and innovate quicker are gonna beat the teams that all the ideas are stuck in a few people's heads. Right, right. So Teresa, walk me through how all of this and lean get together because both of you brought up lean as a topic for those who aren't familiar with what would you what would you say give me the quick and dirty overview of lean and how they tie in with agile and devops oh how would i describe that um <clears throat> i would say that a lot of the philosophy and even some of the practices um, tie very heavily to what we're trying to do uh, with Agile and DevOps. Uh, I would say that if anything, very complementary, a lot of the same tools could be used to help teams visualize their workflows and um, make iterative improvement. I think at the end of the day for me, it's more you know that that general philosophy and the ways of thinking about problems and the system thinking that i think is often something that people neglect so i would say that having that perspective and bringing that to what we're doing and the conversations that we're having um amplifies it so you talk about how we're trying to get people to think beyond just what they do. Do you think a big challenge is the, we'll use developers as an example because a lot of this conversation we've talked about developers. Do you think the biggest challenge for developers is to get out of the thought process of leave me alone so I can just write code? I don't know if I 
fully agree with that statement. <laughs> sure. That's why I said it, right? I mean, I, I think there's an aspect of that, right? But they've been incented yeah. in a lot of ways to behave in that way. And if you were to ask me what is the root cause of that problem, I would say it's more the systems that we build around them and the way that we incent people to get work done than, um, than the individuals themselves. Sure, sure, sure. So to that, it's not that the people are bad, it's the system around them is bad. I would say that, yeah. And I don't yeah. mean the technical systems, I mean the hierarchical systems, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way that we build the cultures of organizations. Ooh, that sounds like a topic of conversation for another time. Jesse, you were thinking about something? Yeah, I, I, I mean, let's break down that statement a little bit too for a second, right? Which is a d developer wants to spend their time doing what their job title tells them, which is develop, right? Yeah. And, but let's, let's, let's talk about what, what we mean by development for a second too, right? Because there's a lot of work that a developer can do, which is non-value add, right? And, where we start to expand beyond their um, cognitive load to focus, uh, you know, on their germane problems that, that that they should be spending their time and where there's valuable add, right? Where they're actually developing a feature, uh, reducing the technical debt, and, and those are things that, you know, start to take up their time and become bigger and bigger loads on them, such as you know, remembering all of the, um, you know, compliance things they have to do, um, uh, manual testing or whatever, right? I mean, there's lots of things that um, we need to reduce on those developers to really increase their productivity, not on how busy they were in a day, but on mm -hmm. how much value they could add uh, via, you know, their, their skill set, which is really solving business problems via code. Right. Um, so my, my slight adjustment or my thoughts on that are whatever steps we can do to get them to do that more is a good thing. Um, and the, the environment and the culture around them certainly absolutely matters 100% uh, and, and worthy of a, of, of a feature topic to your, to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we also have to understand, you know, what we're throwing at the developers, what we're throwing at the entire team, to be fair, uh, and how much of that can be automated on that flow of value from the beginning to the customer. Cool. Teresa, thoughts? No? Yes. No, I don't have anything to add there. <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead. I, I would say, well, there's, there's a, another topic, which I don't think we've talked a lot about, which I think is important both in the Agile and DevOps world, which is um, risk of, uh, mitigation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, one of the reasons from a personal experience I became quite interested in, in Agile and DevOps coming from a, a waterfall siloed sort of work pattern previously was just how much, you know, how much risk we were taking on these big projects and then how many failures we got once we actually launched them. Um, 
you know, those were not only personally painful from, uh, you know, reputational or, or um, you know, whatever type of, from a team perspective, but, you know, there was real cost associated with, with having these huge launches of which, you know, we didn't use all the features, we didn't need all the things. Uh, and it was just so much effort to, to put into these big, huge things. Um, so, you know, going back to that lean discussion, the small batch size, the iterative, the experimentation was something that really felt uh, a much better direction for me personally. Well, and it's great in that I actually want us in 2021 to devote a series to lean because I think that's a conversation that agilists as a whole and people who are in this space want to have conversations about because either they've heard it and don't know it or they know it and don't think everybody else does. So it's good to get that out there. I'm, I'm curious about the uh, fail fast, right? Because everybody talks about how fail fast, but maybe it's fail fast, but not so expensive. Right, for sure. Um, smaller should be cheaper and give you a chance to course correct and learn. Right, right. Okay, so I think we're at a place where we've got enough for where they come from, unless there's something else you guys want to talk about. I think risk mitigation might be the next topic, or else we're going to talk about how they overlap between Agile and DevOps. So that's it for this iteration. I'm Brent. I'm Teresa. And Jesse. Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Reach out to us by mail at info at fasterthanstandup.com or you can find us on Twitter at FasterStandup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.